0: Don't bother sending me email because I cannot read it. Uh, I've got laptop issues, apparently, that have manifested right after they made me update it. But I am still available on uh, Twitter, so you can hit me up with a message there, at Pete Callender, and, of course, you can call. So we got a couple things right now hopping. We've got the FBI director testified yesterday. Uh, We've got uh, Ray Epps suing Fox News. Uh, for defamation, and we've got the results of the big, in-depth, you know, leave no stone unturned investigation by the Secret Service into the uh, the bag of coke found at the White House last week or two weeks, yeah, last week, right? Whatever. So, like, they they they, they found the coke in a cubby, and uh, it just happened to be a place where there are no cameras, so they did not catch anybody on tape, which is weird <clears throat> because I would have thought every place would be on camera at the White House, let alone a place where you could bring something in off of the street, because this is supposedly where the tour groups have to drop stuff. And it's right next to the, 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 the situation room. It's where people put their cell phones. So this way, you know, you can't hack into them or anything like that. It's, just, it's one of these skiffs, right? So you, you, so they don't have a camera there for some reason. I, it does not seem believable to me, but I am resting on the assumption that they are competent. Maybe that's my mistake. Don, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, Pete. Hey. Thanks for having taking my call. Yes, sir.
1: I, I think about this from, say, a person that may work there uh, and for their security. They've just announced that this particular area is not covered by cameras. So what would keep nefarious characters off the street coming in for, I guess, a tour putting something in those cubbies that may do more damage than, a, you know, a couple of bumps of cocaine, say noxious gas, sarin gas, or, or even worse, a uh, small explosive device. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's almost as smart as an announcing to the world. We're running low on 155-millimeter mortars. <laughs> that's
0: right. This is – I did this story a couple of months ago. It is, uh, and I'm now seeing examples of it all over, which was, uh, do you remember the, remember years ago, the guy who landed that little plane right into Red Square in Moscow, remember that? Yep. And, and that shattered this illusion that the Soviet Union had its poop together, you know, like that they, like this was supposedly the most secure area in the Soviet Union and Some guy just flew a plane and landed it right on your doorstep. That's what this is.
1: Yep. And why are the visitors coming in right next to the Situation Room? That would seem a little odd, too.
0: It does. I think, I'm not sure exactly where it is located. Maybe just, like, part of where the visitors proceed past. Like, maybe they bring them in one place, and then they bring them through. And while they go to the Situation Room area, then maybe they... They leave the phones or something i don't know I, I don't know i want to see like some diagrams of of this thing you know
1: yeah it just seems a little odd that uh something uh, like you said a secure location is not better secured than somebody walking in and throwing a cell phone in a cubby and then god forbid something yeah really bad happens
0: right and so the other question i have is the visitors when they come in i i'm assuming they go through metal detectors I'm assuming there's some you know, bomb sniffing dogs or something. So how did somebody get sure. past that in order to drop the baggie in this cubby? So to me, it it looks more and more like it is somebody that gets special access to the building because uh, they would they would have a a, a lower level of uh, security to get in or, or they'd have to pat like then they're not going to get pat down and they're not going to get through you know, go through the body scanners like every single time. Because uh, what I learned also is like the, the if you're the president and the family and you live in the White House, you don't go through these, the uh, you don't go through the screenings because you live there. Unless
1: you're a certain possibly son that may slip in at certain hours to be unnoticed by other security staff.
0: Right. So uh, not even Hunter Biden goes through the security. He wouldn't have to. He lives yeah. there now, and so uh, they they don't go through all of the the the, the security checks that. Somebody for off the street would so I gotta believe that somebody with that level of access, it's obviously easier for them to get stuff in. And I don't know if there's a different level also for maybe like staffers that are you know that are employees. Do they do they have to pass through the same level of security that people off the street do? I would think not, but I don't know.
1: It just smells of a like everything else. The past couple of years a, a cover up. If it were you or anybody else, me anybody else. Well, we mm-hmm.
0: would already have a trial date set, probably. Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, I appreciate the call, Don. Right. Thank you. For All right, man. Uh, this is from Andy. Uh, he says, "Wait, what? Did the Secret Service just announce to the world that someone can drop a foreign substance in the White House and not get caught?" Uh, yeah, this is that is what they said. Would this be the response if the substance was poisonous? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Everyone that enters the White House has to go through a background check, which includes fingerprints, including Hunter Biden. This is a whitewash. It is a farce. Well, I mean, what I learned when we got burglarized was that uh, this was many, many years ago. Not many. It was probably about 10 years ago Um, when we got burglarized or no, actually longer than that. So probably like 15. So. Uh, was that they they can't lift prints off of like ev- like anything at all <laughs> like the things that we thought, oh hey dust over here, dust over here they're like, yeah no, and if you're going to get burglarized or a crime committed against you, um, it's best to have it happen during the summertime because when people sweat they uh, it's they get like the oils and stuff from the fingers and then they can leave the fingerprints better. Better chance that you that they pull the prints in warm weather than, um, than cold weather. Spencer, welcome to the program. How are you? Doing fine. How are you today? Oh, you know, I'm okay.
1: You know, them not being able to identify who brought the cocaine in makes you feel real good about them saying they know where the fentanyl is coming from.
0: <laughs> That's right. They can't, even, they can't even determine the source when it's within, like, a 6,000-square-foot area. And it's, it's heavily surveilled by video and uh, security people, uh, and they keep a log of everybody that enters. <laughs> they don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Spencer, I appreciate the call, buddy. Yeah. All right. See ya. Yeah. That's what I mean. The, the cover story here is worse than the truth. Like, on no, it actually, see, here's the thing. If this was any other low-level staffer, if, it was, if this was just an employee at the White House, I think they'd have gone right under the bus. I do. I think this, they are either so incompetent that this is, in fact, the truth, <laughs> right? And that's terrifying. Or they don't want to jeopardize Hunter Biden's deal because like most deals you're not allowed to keep crimin that's the that's the trade off like we're going to give you this deal but you're not allowed to break laws while you're on this probationary period and this would this would be breaking the law right he would he would have to face a different charge for that and that would blow up his deal that he got on the weapons charge and the IRS stuff John, welcome to the show. How's it going, John?
1: Hey, I think y'all are missing the point. I think they're going to introduce a bill that they need anywhere from $100 million to a $1, $1 billion to update the security of the White House.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. And hey, so I would submit also that um, while we're talking about spending, I just saw the video with the Ukrainian president. Uh, he's you know making the rounds and all this stuff about the NATO meeting and all that. Uh, I would be willing to say, like, we could take some money out of the budget and buy the guy a suit. (laughs) Just (laughs) one suit. Yeah, just one for when he goes to these galas and stuff, that he's not the only guy dressed like he's about to overthrow uh, some Caribbean dictatorship or something, you know? Yeah,
1: and I think they may be discontinuing the White House tours, too.
0: Oh, for real? Like, have they discontinued the tours?
1: Yeah. You know, we need money for security, and we don't think it's right for people to be able to just come in and visit us. So,
0: Right. And maybe, and, well, see, now, here you go, John. I think that there's going to be a great deal of pushback against that idea from Hunter Biden, because now he's probably making regular trips down to the cubby just checking to see what people brought. You never know. So he may push uh, back on, the, <laughs> on that idea. All right. <laughs>
1: Maybe the coming that way. That's
0: what I said. That's what I said, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, like, guys, this was, you know, oh, it's the one. Do you think Hunter Biden knew that it's the one part of the White House that's, or maybe there's others, actually, now that I'm saying that. Maybe there are many par, uh, parts of the White House that are not under video surveillance. And does Hunter know where they are? And so that's where he goes and and meets his guy for his re-up. I don't know i tell you, the truth is stranger than fiction. Oh, and before I forget, have you got your ticket to the Heritage Life Skills event yet? I'll be there. The annual event is put on by Carolina Readiness Supply, and you can learn all sorts of ways to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, Herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables. I'll be there Saturday evening. Check out the schedule at carolinareadiness.com This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness can help you. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? The White House Coke Probe fails. Fails to identify... Who left the Coke at the White House? It was apparently, I just saw this, uh, doo, 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 doo. yeah, they told, apparently Secret Service told Congresswoman Lauren Boebert that locker number 50 is where the cocaine was found, and that key is missing. I got questions. <laughs> That's... So there are, I guess, all right, so now this is, these aren't cubbies, these are lockers where you put your phone into the locker, I guess, because you're going to the situation room area. And so somebody has the key or the key is lost to locker 50, which is where the Coke was. Well, how did they find it? How did they find the Coke in the locker if the key is missing? Unless what, the locker was left open? It was left unlocked. Maybe it closes and doesn't lock. I, I'm i going to need some diagrams. Like, this is what it comes down. I'm going to need some visuals. I'm going to need, like, one of those, uh, what was it, the South Korean recreations that they used, the animations, right? It wasn't a big deal for a while. They would take court cases and they'd, like, do all these CG, computer-generated anim- reanimations or whatever of, like, the crime scene and what happened. I'm going to need something like that. Here's another idea. Maybe the person who brought the coke in was the person who leaked the Dobbs decision. Same person. They couldn't find this is like the stealthiest person in DC. You could do a whole uh like a whole TV pilot on this. Pitch this. One person, they keep going around, they get away with all of this stuff. Maybe get, like, Kevin Spacey to play the role. I don't know. Ray, welcome to the program. What's going on, Ray?
1: Uh, I was going to say, there is no way in the world that it's not Hunter. (laughs) Because if they did the investigation and they said, oh, wait a minute, it's so-and-so. So So then they'd have the guy's name, his picture, his background, blasted all over the place just to prove, see, it wasn't Hunter. So if it wasn't Hunter, it was someone of his ilk.
0: Right. Yeah. So to me, the we are exactly where we were. What now? uh, A week or uh, ten days ago, right? Over the, I guess it was found over the July Fourth holiday weekend or whatever. Uh, So Uh we we are where we were then, right? Which is it's either Hunter Biden, right, or you guys are grossly incompetent, and and yeah, like I, I guess I prefer. I I would. I'm leaning towards Hunter because. To me, the, the more disturbing answer is that they are that grossly incompetent.
1: Well, it, okay, if it was me that had done it, they have my picture everywhere, my background, everything.
0: Right, but they, they're Just saying the they don't know. It wasn't the White House. It was some Joe Schmo off the, off the street. Right, they're saying they can't narrow it down because this uh, little area is uh, an area that is a, quote, blind spot for the video surveillance. That this, so they don't know they got all the visitors logs they know everybody that has been through but they don't know when it was when it was put in this locker so it could have been uh-huh. this thing could have been there for like months I guess I don't know they're not saying right. yeah well here's the uh, one place where the public can go in and
1: they'll have a camera there
0: right the, right the one oh, place yeah. The one place, just like Epstein, you know, the one, the one jail cell with the malfunctioning yeah. camera work. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. It's disturbing uh, to believe that that's the real explanation.
1: I'm in the wrong line of work. What's that? Huh. I said I'm in the wrong
0: line of work. Right. Yes, I think we are too. <laughs> All right. All right well, if you could Thank get to be the president's that. son, that's it. Yeah, be the president's son. Uh, that's it. And then uh, I don't know what how you get to that point, but I think you have to like you gotta. You got to study like um, uh, Ukrainian energy. Um, you got to study uh, art, right? You got to be a, you got to be able to paint. Um, a lawyer, you got to be a lawyer too. Then something in between there, and then be the president's son, and then then you could apparently do anything. You could get away with all sorts of stuff. And see, that's why. See, we mocked Hunter Biden to some degree when he was like. Um, you know know my illegitimate daughter down in uh, Missouri or Arkansas wherever it was she can't use my last name I will not allow her to use my last name because see of all people Hunter Biden knows the value of that last name and so he has to keep all that for himself he can't he can't be diluting the shares you know uh you can hit me up on the Twitter machine at Pete Callender. email is down actually my internet is very very limited uh, because my laptop after yesterday's uh uh update from microsoft it has further broken my laptop here and i should have tested it before i got on the air today and i did not it's my mistake so now i'm gonna have to troubleshoot this thing tomorrow um but i found this so this i'm gonna play this right out of my phone here but apparently the president or something or the yeah or no yeah the iceland President of Iceland or prime minister, or whatever, the leader of Iceland. Is it a king? I don't even know. Joe Biden is doing a joint press conference with some muckety-muck from Iceland. And um, I don't know. You tell me what he says here.
2: The, the minister of Kovac, the daughter of Ireland, or daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a 40 step on I'm thinking of home. Uh, the daughter of Iceland. And
0: uh, um, and uh, i uh, I want to say I think we've had a very productive summit. Is that just me? What is he saying at the beginning here? What is it? The Ministry of Cobalt, Daughter of Ireland. The Ministry of Cobalt? Is that what he said? The Ministry of Cobalt? Of ministry? The, the Ministry of Cobalt's Daughter of Ireland. Daughter of Ireland. You can tell that's a 40th slip. I'm thinking of home. He keeps saying, I'm thinking of home. Dude, your home is like D.C. Your home is Delaware. Your home is not Ireland. No, you said Iceland. He just... Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'm not going to spend more time on that. It's... It's. I would love for somebody to yell out, can you please spell potato? And for people who remember, that, that destroyed Dan Quayle's career. Somebody gave him a card, and potato was misspelled, and he's sitting in front of a classroom, and he's asking kids to spell the words, and he sees the kid spells potato correctly, but Dan Quayle's card has an e at the end of it. And oh my gosh, Dan Quill's a moron. He's so stupid. This, is, this guy was a Rhodes scholar. <laughs> Gerald Ford, right? Stumbles like what? Twice and the 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 collegiate athlete is now this bumbling Chevy Chase caricature. But Joe Biden does both of these things and lies just congenitally and uh, just nothing. Anyway. Anyway. Christopher Ray. five hours of testimony yesterday at the House Judiciary Committee. Often avoiding direct answers, he deflected criticism of the Bureau on everything from the Russia investigation to its treatment of anti-abortion activists. There is a deadline looming at the end of the year. For Congress to reauthorize the FISA Section Seven Hundred Two of the uh, FISA Act or the FIS Act, FISA Act, FISA Act. Well, because if you say FISA Act, it's, do, it's you're saying Act basically twice, right? But Section Seven Hundred Two, and I've gone in depth on this a couple of weeks ago. So this is uh, the deadline to renew it is the end of the year. So they got obviously months, and you know, if I'm a betting man, I'm thinking, yeah, they'll. The, some people will, you know. They'll be grudgingly. I have concerns, but they're going to vote for it. They're going to they're going to reinstate this thing. It allows the FBI to conduct warrantless surveillance on foreigners, a process that can sometimes result in the collection of communications involving Americans. If a foreigner under surveillance is sending messages to an American. And this is this is the unmasking process shenanigans right that the Obama administration was engaged in and the and these intel agencies were engaged in the unmasking requests that were coming from the political wing through the um the law enforcement wing congressman chip roy oh and by the way so it seems like there is bipartisan skepticism of the program but once again i'll believe it when i see it if they repeal that chip roy grilled ray about why an fbi agent cited for misconduct in the Russia investigation, was allowed to perform high-level work on another politically sensitive investigation, this one involving the Biden family. Yeah, FBI Supervisory Intelligence Agent Brian Auten was referred to the Office of Professional Responsibility. That's a Department of Justice unit that performs disciplinary reviews. He was referred there for possible punishment. After he was one of multiple agents found to have acted improperly in the 2019 DOJ inspector general report about the start of the Russia investigation four years ago, he got, he got nailed for that four years ago. He went on to shut down parts of the investigation into Hunter Biden's business dealings in 2020. He falsely labeled some of the evidence against Biden as disinformation he slowed the investigation, according to FBI whistleblowers who spoke with Senate Republicans. Christopher Ray refused to comment on Auten's status, although he did acknowledge that the FBI agent is still under disciplinary review. Because John Durham, while he was doing his investigation, he asked the FBI to slow down the process while he investigated the agents. But now that Durham is done. The disciplinary review can resume, according to Ray. It, whether he whether this guy is still involved in any Biden investigation is unclear right now. What else? Ray acknowledged that violence against anti-abortion facilities and crisis pregnancy centers has risen dramatically since the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade last year, contradicting our very own congresswoman from North Carolina, Deborah Ross. Don't hold your breath for all of the uh, uh uh, the, the ringing of the hands types of uh, pieces from our intrepid political press in North Carolina about, oh, my gosh, this congresswoman makes us look bad. See, because she was questioning Ray on what he was doing to protect abortion centers from what she claimed was a rise in violence against abortion providers. And Ray corrected her, saying, actually, no, uh, most of the investigations, like 70 percent of them, are for the crisis pregnancy centers, not abortion clinics. That's uh, another takeaway uh, from the hearing yesterday, this is, by the way, a piece at uh, the Washington Examiner. What else? Um, do, do the FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor content, according to Christopher <laughs> Ray. Right. But uh, he did acknowledge that the FBI did, in some cases, flag content that it wanted removed. They would flag the content. They would send it to employees at the social media companies. And he says this doesn't constitute a free speech violation because social media companies could have chosen to disregard our requests. The FBI is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor. So when you flag items and send them to the social media companies, you don't think that that causes censorship? Mm Mm-hmm. Ray offered no insight into what the FBI is doing to investigate allegations of illegal foreign lobbying and money laundering by members of the uh, Biden Biden family, Uh, even as evidence of misconduct in that investigation mounts. And uh, there was also an exchange we played earlier about the uh, the January 6th uh, riot and whether or not he had undercover agents or informants among the J6 rioters. There is also an exchange with Jim Jordan about Targeting Catholics. We'll take a listen to that. All right, so what is a radical, traditional Catholic or a rad trad cat, (laughs) right? What's what's a radical, traditional Catholic? And also, why would the FBI care? Christopher Wray, the director of the FBI, was... uh, uh, was asked this, but more to the point, he is, it has taken him about five, more than five months to address this question. And during the hearing yesterday, he got asked Director, about it. Director,
2: what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic?
3: Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking
2: about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you can define it for us.
3: Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems.
2: You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened We have there. to wait, the, we, the <laughs> Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here, an internal review before we can
3: talk to the people who wrote this? We, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back before the committee. Any idea how many the Catholics in America? And provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate and then the we briefing, can... but we want to talk to the people who wrote it. Any and idea we... how
2: many Catholics there are in America, Director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 million. What percentage of those are radical traditional Catholics according to the Richmond field office of the FBI?
3: Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling and removed it.
2: Let's read from that product, page four of that product. By the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that didn't have all these redactions on it so we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for Hmm. to see their rights, their First Amendment religious liberty rights attacked. Let me just read from page four provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources with the placement and access to report on places of worship. Hmm. That's pretty fancy language for they're trying to put informants in the parish, in the church. Yes, That's what this memorandum said, director, from one of your field offices. And you won't let us talk to the people who did it.
3: In response to that, I didn't know. I was waiting for the
2: question. No. priest! Do you think
3: priests priests should be informants inside the church? Director, we do not recruit, open, or operate confidential human sources to infiltrate, target, report. But that's not, uh, on what, religious this, that's not what this
2: said. It sounds like you were trying to do it in no, Richmond, Virginia.
3: No, sir. No, you weren't. Sir. This, this
2: didn't happen, you can assure us that this didn't happen?
3: That product did not, to as best as we can tell, result in any investigative action as a result of it. None.
2: You know what the motivation for this was? Why, why would they even think about
3: doing this? You know what the motivation was? Hmm. Well, again, I think that's what our internal review will hmm. find, and I'd rather wait until I hear what the results of that internal review Well, I don't
2: need an are. internal review. I can read the document. <laughs> I assume you can do the same, because it says right there on the same page, Richmond assesses extremist interest in radical traditional Catholics is likely to increase over the next 12 to 24 months in the run-up to the next general election. Hmm. Same paragraph. Events in which extremists and radical traditional Catholics might have common cause include legislation, judicial decisions in such areas as abortion rights, immigration, affirmative action, and LGBTQ protections.
0: It's politics. That's the motivation. Correct. Ed Morrissey at HotAir.com says if the memo has just been discovered, this might have been a bit unfair, but the Richmond office memo leaked out five months ago, and it it exposed it as a joint project with the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Richmond FBI office promulgated this advisory despite having exactly zero evidence that radical traditional Catholics, quote-unquote, had any connection to violence. The Southern Poverty Law Center fed this to the FBI office on the claim to be protecting abortion rights. The use of SPLC's opinions alone to trigger an infiltration effort involving First Amendment freedom of religious expression make the FBI look even more politicized and weaponized. And it's a bad time for that bad look. And that brings us to what happened yesterday. Over five months since this attempt to target Catholics on the basis of their faith was exposed, This should have taken a couple days to investigate and settle, not weeks, not months. The FBI supposedly is the premier investigative agency in the world, and they were investigating themselves. Why would it take five months to determine what happened and what the Richmond office thought it could do to surveil, quote, radical traditional Catholics? They also, by the way, stonewalled a group called Catholic Vote that sued... Under FOIA to try to get uh, documents for information on the development of this uh, advisory, and they basically said, "Pound sand, we don't have to tell you." Yet, yeah. this is this is not a good look for an agency that is already not looking good at all.